This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, and welcome into another episode of The Draft Room. I'm joined with my co-host, my backcourt. Would we be backcourt or frontcourt, Dave Elson? We're way too short to be one of those, and we're still too short to be the other one. <laughs> if we were uh, hypothetically playing, would we be front court or back court? Hypothetically playing, I can't shoot. Uh, so we're front court, we're a very small front court. We are the smallest. Small ball five and four. Yeah. See, yeah. see, here's the thing. People always said in the comment section, like, oh, these two, they look like they've never played basketball before. I'm sorry. Mr. Who kept saying that I played a great fifth and sixth grade basketball. I will say here's the problem I had though, Dave, Mm -hmm. first off, welcome into the draft room. This is the kind of stuff you get to see and hear before the, uh, the podcast originally starts. Here was my problem. I was a chunky kid. So my coach would always be, I'd be like, I feel like I should play point guard. Because right. I can pass the ball well. That was the one thing I could really do. Hey, sure. you're over there that's open. Let me hit you with a nice fundamental bounce pass. Love the bounce pass. That was my job. Love, fundamental. <laughs> Love yeah, yeah, yeah. the bounce pass. But my coach would be like, no, you're a big body. Let's put you at the five or the four. Because you're a big Get body that can push them around. Yep. And I'm like, everyone's got like a foot on me. Yeah. I, I was on a team where I wasn't really allowed to shoot because uh, there was somebody else on the team who might have been a coach's son who got all the shots. Might have been taking half-court shots, if I remember. Might have been. Yeah. Might have been Steph Curry before Steph Curry, but much, much, much worse shooter. Uh, let's oh. put it this way. I make I make Ryan Dunn look like a good shooter. Um, <laughs> and if you've seen him play, he's not exactly uh. Steph Curry out there either. So, yeah. But But. this is the draft room where we talk about NBA. Well, NFL and NBA. This is the NBA week here for the draft room. Got an an interesting topic for today. Before we get into it, though, a little bit of housekeeping. Join the MVP Discord if you're not in already. Greatest community in the universe. Down below in the description with our Patreon page. You can check out our sponsor, BetUS, for the video. Learn about them later. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can catch us in your car. If you can't watch us on YouTube, we're there as well. And then if you like and love what you're getting here, hit that sub button, hit that like button. And if you're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us a rate and a review because that would help us greatly. But Dave, we're talking NBA draft, and today we're talking Ron Holland because there's an interesting little little snippet that's kind of uh, making its way through, but nobody knows exactly why. So basically, and I wish I had an article, but not many articles are uh, talked about it. Not many people on Twitter have, they've mentioned it, but they haven't mentioned a reason. And basically it's, it seems that Ron Holland has shut it down, but nobody knows why. Nobody knows if he's injured. Nobody knows if it's just, because, like, you had read something to me before we started that him and Modest, like, they were looking at a 35-game, like, target. like line they're, they're target. Another 35 games, 30, 35 games in the G League. He's at 29. Yeah. Is it a, he got close to that and just said, screw it, I'm done. But basically, the question I'm asking, and yet again, if we record this, we're recording this right here on the 15th at 8.30 Central Time. If... Let's say 
putting injury to the side, and we find out that it's a seriously injury, this whole question can be asked, but it's different. I'm going to ask you, putting injury to the side, Ron Holland shutting it down. Does it hurt his draft stock or does it do nothing to his draft stock? Because it ain't going to help it, right? Well, can we give the context of like we saw that he was replaced in the Rising Stars game? Or Rising, what, what? So Imoni Bates is replacing him in the Rising Stars game. Our boy Adama Sanogo is replacing him in the G League up next game. So he's replaced in both of them. This and weekend. officially he was replaced according to, I think, uh, Spears saying it was a hand injury, mm-hmm. which a lot of people were confused because uh, he missed games as a healthy scratch and there was mm-hmm. no hand injury listed in those games. So yeah. there's a bit of like, mm, are we just hiding from something at this point? Well, because or... if it's an injury, obviously it's like, right, I know you want to, I, I know you want to bypass it, but I, I wanted to get yeah. out there. So like, that's the context Ooh. for why we're, we're, we're at where we're at kind of playing a little bit of a assumption game as far as like, he probably wrapped it up for the season. He's close enough to the target where he where he wanted to be. Um, so it turns into the like, all right, let's just say, let's say he's healthy. He's a healthy scratch. Mm-hmm. He's got nothing else he wants to prove. Is he going to hurt his draft stock? Was that your question? Well, yeah, because it's like if it's an injury, it's going to hurt. Yep. But if it's not, if he's just sitting out to sit out. Do you think it does nothing to the draft stock or does it hurt the draft stock? Because I can't imagine sitting out games helping draft stock. Well, unless I everybody's going to do terrible. I, it, it could definitely it could definitely help his draft stock. It could definitely hurt his draft stock, though. Like mm-hmm. it's one of those weird things where if we saw him play more and continue to struggle, even with modest returning to the lineup, uh, gain a larger role on the team, maybe it would make some people question some things more. Mm -hmm. They've only played together, you know, a handful of their games technically. So it's not like they had a whole season of, uh, getting in sync together, being able to play well. Uh, but there is definitely some question marks around his game, but we've seen so much of it already. That's the thing. This Mm -hmm. man has been the tank commander for the G league ignite. He is just there to stuff the stat sheet. And, uh, you know, there's, there's definitely some, some gaping holes in his game, Mm -hmm. but, he is still a super exciting prospect. So it's one of those things where it's like, do we think that like Ron Holland plays losing basketball? And I don't like using that phrase typically, mm-hmm. notably because I'm a Chicago Bulls fan and Zach Levine exists. Yeah. So feel free to make your jokes there. I will but, say this G League Ignite team has a lot more losses and a lot less wins than last year's team. Yeah. Well, they went like oh and nineteen to start the season, mm-hmm. and it was. It was dreadful. I but, mean, it, Dave, if you did this and just listen to the game, you might be thinking, am I listening to the Detroit Mercy basketball team that just won their first game yesterday uh, and is one in 25 now? I yeah, know they, they were favored. They, they, they as covered. a winless team. They covered too. <laughs> fire. That's straight fire. Like actually. The team they were playing only had one or two wins. So like still, that is a great yeah. assault, <laughs> but go on. Anyway, go on. Um, the, the point I'm making is like, it, we don't, I wouldn't read into it that far. Like mm. we talked in our first episode about how the G league ignite uh, roster was really not built well. And mm. it wasn't, it, it felt like they just kind of threw together names, but they didn't get the actual right pieces to be, you know, you don't have a primary point guard. Mm-hmm. You don't have like someone out there who can lead the young guys in the way they needed and yeah. run an offense. And the coach maybe wasn't necessarily trying to do that. Well, we don't know, mm-hmm. but Ron was basically allowed to go get his numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, he showed us offensively super, 
super go mode. Like this man is 110% full throttle at the rim. Um, his shot selection is not great, but also his shots not great. Mm. So it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. But what you love Ron Holland for is being Ron Holland because in a fast break, he's terrifying. Oh, you got a fast break on his team. Mm-hmm. Watch out from behind you because he will come like a freight train and try to like LeBron block you. Like yeah. he is, he's an incredibly athletic defender. He's great size for a wing. Like I know he's not the six, nine people were saying he might be like, he's probably close to the six, six. We'll see mm-hmm. when the official measurements come in. Um, but just uber athletic, massive engine and uh, an absolute dog on defense. But the fact that he kind of got overexposed because G League ignites failings. I think maybe that's why he was like, you know what? I can get 25 a night in the G League. Mm-hmm. Just that that's what he was good for. You know, it was like, no worries. And being forced to be a primary ball handler was more of like an experiment, uh, maybe to help mm-hmm. grow his game in the future. Same with the shot selection. Like, I, I, I'm trying to think of like ways to frame it because I don't want to just say like, hey, he took dumb shots because he could. He, he you know, whatever, because he, it's kind of like how San Antonio um, mm-hmm. used Sohan as a point guard for a while they're like hey look long term he's yeah. not career point guard but long term him having those responsibilities being able to make the passes ball in his hand dribbling all those things are going to pay dividends year four five six seven eight nine whatever in his career where like he's going to be a super versatile wing for us mm-hmm. and people were just on pop for that for the longest time and i do think that it was just a case of like look this year is really just kind of a mess around year where we got Wemby, mm-hmm. we love what we've got we're not trying to win games. We still got a whole bunch of holes in this roster to fill. So like we could just work on player development this year. So I feel like that it's very similar. Like Ron Holland got a chance to work on a bunch of stuff that he was not great at yet, mm-hmm. but we saw him kind of get in grooves and that's the encouraging thing, but not playing in the, the next, you know, last section of the year, especially the all-star weekend, which is like the handshake, the meet and greet with all the GMs. Like that is a focal point of mm-hmm. the season. So that kind of is a surprise to me. Like I get not one playing the rest of the normal games, but this weekend is a special time for a lot of teams because it's the last chance mm-hmm. before the actual like combine and like workouts and stuff like that, where you got all the teams in the league, all the front offices, you got all the decision makers. Like it feels mm-hmm. like that's a showcase event and a lot of conversations would happen there. A la like uh winter meetings in yeah. baseball. I just like, for me, thinking about this and listening yeah. to you. Yeah. My first thought is it yet again, I'm going to say it again, broken record, putting injury aside. I would think the number one reason is he's probably sitting there going, Hey, I've shown you what I got. We got it. We got 29 games of tape on me. I don't want to get hurt. We've won. We've won two games. We're not going to make G league playoffs. We're not going to win many more games. I ain't getting, I ain't risking my health. I'm outie, which there's a part of me that goes, okay, I understand that. However, there's a part of me, and this is just how my brain works. Yeah. Because if I was a GM, I'd sit there and I'd be looking and it's like, okay, you probably don't like, you don't want to play in the all-star games. You don't want to play in the rest of your G league games, because if it's not about getting injured, then like being afraid to get injured, my question goes, okay, Are you afraid of being exposed? Are you afraid of, hey, the longer I play, the more film there is on me, the more negative, like the more negatives you can find. There's more chances for me 
to get exposed by opponents. Like he could be skipping the rising stars and stuff because it's like, Oh, though. Like if, if the, if the talent in the G league is, is roasting our team, I don't want to go up against that. So first off, it's like, okay, if that's the case, check Marco, like in the negative, because I want some, I want that if dog. You got somebody ducking. I yeah, guess I, I want that, that dog way. in them. Day. I want to bring that there. vibe though. I feel mm-hmm. like he, if you watch this man play defense, yeah. I'm not, I'm not very afraid of like the mentality being wrong. I, I think the yeah. worried about being the, exposed a little bit might be the, the, the bigger there. one though. And this is the yeah. main point I wanted to get to is mm-hmm. if I'm a GM, I'm sitting there pistons, wizards, spurs. These are teams that could be in the top three. If the they take them that high, the Grizzlies, the Raptors, the Blazers, the Hornets name, any of yep. the top 10, like pretty much yeah. any of the top eight. I'd throw the Lotto. Rockets in there too, a little bit, but not really main, 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 the top seven. But I look at this and I go, okay, odds are, if you're going to be taken in the top seven, you're being taken by a bad team. Pistons this year, bad wizards, bad, Spurs, they have Wemby, could probably make a jump next year based on that talent. Hornets, bad. Blazers, bad. Raptors, bad. Grizzlies, they're injured. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Like, so what, two of those teams? I got a big percent of going to a bad team. I'd look at this and I'd go, okay, my question is, you're playing for a bad team that has only won two games. What are the odds if you're going to quit on that team? That when the chips get hard and we are in a bad, like the Pistons, the Wizards, when it's a bad, bad season, well, you're gonna qu- you're gonna quit on us. You're gonna Zach Levine us, Dave. Is that what you're gonna do? I'm not gonna try unless we're winning. Like Rome wasn't built in the day. I'm looking at our roster. We're a bad team. I know we're not gonna change this overnight. Do I have yeah. to worry about your commitment through our rebuild? No, that's a valid point. Um, and it's, it's been really interesting. You brought up the Pistons and, you know, the locker room. Um, well, I remember just cause they're historically K- bad. No, this year. <laughs> and they're, they're not far off of, uh, the, the Wizards Sixers. pace. Oh, okay. The Wizards, I think are yeah. the one game. I'd have to maybe. double check. Like a historically bad streak, but, um, <laughs> somehow still not Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Hey, well, I'd hate to be them. Hey buddy, you're not much better. <laughs> that that but listening to the interviews from like Kate Cunningham talking about like people are talking about like hey man you don't look so good out there all the stuff about it and he's like look I just want to win one game. I yeah one game difference from historically bad to just like this place eight, is a circus in DC eight and 46 nine and 45 <laughs> yeah let's let's put it on the table I'm just saying they're not that far apart Hi, everybody. Just want to take a quick moment out of today's podcast to tell you about our sponsor for today, BetUS, a sports book that has it all, whether it's basketball, hockey, football, soccer, whatever you like to bet on, BetUS has you covered. And they are offering our viewers and listeners today a 125% sign-up bonus just for using our link down below in the description. So go ahead, use that link down below and get your 125% sign-up bonus, BetUS. And now... Let's get back to the podcast. But yeah, like Cade was talking about like how mentally it was. It's hard because Mm -hmm. like he knows he was struggling, but all he wants to do is win. 
He's yeah. like, I personally don't care about my stats. I want to win games. Like, mm-hmm. great. Love to hear it. But also would love to hear if you, you know, made some more shots out there. Yeah. A little better. You know, that might help the team win. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it doesn't help when your front office and coach are sabotaging you. Mm-hmm. Playing Killian Hayes 25 minutes a night. But Killian ain't I there digress. anymore. Can't do that no more, Dave. I told you. <laughs> yep. I told you. They, mu- um. they money pulled the <laughs> out of that team. Um but yeah, I think the, the, the losing thing is kind of a truth. It's, it's a hard truth at the top of the lottery. Like I'm sure Wemby's not thrilled that he's just losing a ton of games, but mm. I'm sure having pop around to help kind of show the bigger picture of like, Hey man, this is year one. Mm-hmm. We're not even worried about year one. We're not even yeah. worried about year two. We're worried about how we're going to build a dynasty with mm-hmm. the greatest prospect, whatever, you know, it's just awesome. So yeah. it's different pitches for different teams. And not every team's going to have a Popovich there to tell you a grand plan about mm-hmm. how they're going to make this work. So Ron Holland could end up on one of these teams that absolutely is going to win 12, 13, 14 games next year, especially a team like Portland. You know, like mm-hmm. they're a team which they've got pieces which everyone loves, but is dangerous. So like, I hope they turn it around, Dave, knocking on wood. Same. Blazers in the playoffs. Let's go. Let's hope Dude. for it. Scoot, Shaden, Ant. Dave, and, I want and, their pick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah that, that's, that's it. I've got, yeah, I've got I, selfish. I've got selfish here. I love, I love the young talent, though. I love, love so many guys on my team. But, mm. but the point is valid. And that's why yeah. I just want to let you know that, like, yes, Ron Holland could. There is a mental toll for that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm trying to remember. Like, I know there's a docuseries kind of following them around, talking to the team mm-hmm. a lot. So there's the G League uh, is trying to do their best as far as media. And I think they're doing a great mm-hmm. job, honestly, compared to a lot of NBA teams mm-hmm. as far as coverage. So love that. Keep pointing it out there. He seems like just an absolute competitor, though. Like, that's yeah. what's weird to me. Like, I feel like he's maybe just going out on a high note because he had a good game. They got their win. Like, hey, you know what? We are we are done. We are set. Ron, nothing... Ron Holland. Oh, they got their win. One of two. I think he was he was there for one. Yeah, and then they won their second two. game. <laughs> yeah, but he quit after one win. Yeah, that's that's the story. I oh, think. that just looks um, even worse. <laughs> yeah. I think that was their first so win bad. of the season was at first. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they got their second one like last in the last couple of days. So yeah. Yeah. But I don't think he's it. Oh man. I'm talking myself into like, this is a problem, isn't it? It is a problem. <laughs> to me, it's a problem. Like, cause here's another reason why I think his it's a problem. His hand better be hurt. His hand better be hurt. And the reason why I say that is you look at, you look at this draft class. We talked about it last or two weeks yeah. ago. And it would it would be different if in years past we've had the like tiered system. Like I'm going back to the Zion draft. That's the one I remember. It was like Zion and job were tier one. Then you have like three or four guys that are tier two, a couple more that are tier three. And then the rest, you could make a debate for that here. But the window between everyone, it's like. To me, there is no tier one, tier two, tier three. It's just tier one, which is like a bunch of guys and then yeah, the rest. Seven, eight names. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's two tiers almost. Yeah. yeah. There's there's about seven, eight names at the top of the draft class. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole bunch of the rest. And you could go 10 through 50 and probably have a reason. And, and you, it, you might be right. You might be wrong. But and that's one, what I love about this class. And one thing I'm going to throw out there because, okay. Yeah. You you look at you look at where he is on draft boards, and I'm using Tankathon as the example. I know that yep. uh, your your board is very different than Tankathon's, Absolutely. but like 
There's they a lot have, of them out there, though. They have six names ahead of uh, Ron Holland in their mock draft. Yep. So you're probably thinking, way you've played, way the team has played, I might not be jumping up to number one. My spot might be solidified. However, there's a possibility, Dave. There's a guy behind him that we mentioned pre-show that you were talking about, Matas, who plays Matos for that G, who yep. plays for that G League team? Who we could get a I mentioned to Zach Levine, Kobe White situation potentially. You're no longer playing. These guys get to play without you. If the team then looks better without you, it's like a oh oh is that something or nothing? Because you, you got to ask that question. Then yeah. could be a whole lot of nothing. It could be a nothing burger, or it yep. could be something. It could be something. It definitely could. Um. Okay. So. Two pieces of context for everybody mm-hmm. watching at home. Uh, Gabe York joined the team basically mm-hmm. to fill in the hole from yep. um, Ron mm-hmm. Holland not being there. And he's taking over, like being the scoring wing for the team. Had some incredible performances in, in a short amount of time. So credit mm-hmm. to him for, uh, I think he dropped a 45 piece out there mm-hmm. uh, in his second last game. So credit to him. But yeah, Modest has looked really encouraging as of late. Uh, and shockingly, like, you know, maybe he should be back to the number one overall, mm-hmm. uh, you know, U.S. prospect in this group. Yeah. So and, you know, I think the cool thing with him is like he's this weirdly long, like he's a big wing, but he has like that point guard handle. He's got mm-hmm. that like, OK, this guy could be our ball handler. It's not tight. It's not like the best handle you've seen. It's not even on like it's not Rob Dillingham's level, which best ball handler in the class right now. Mm-hmm. Um might not even be in second, but like it's 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 solid enough, and especially for his size, like he gives you different looks from an offensive perspective. Defensively, you know, he's not going to bang down low in the paint and and win out a bunch of matchups. But mm-hmm. um, genuinely, that's not the point of him. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. He's he's a solid, a weak side defender. He's a good four, and he's got the upside of being like a four who's a primary ball handler or at least a secondary ball handler at the next level. He's not out there trying to create a billion assists for everybody, but. Um, I do think that he's someone who is way better than a lot of people expected because he came in looking so frail. Like as far as prospects go, like I know Wemby playing in France Mm -hmm. was like stick man over there. He was like absolutely straight twigs and that's like professional training and everything for years. Modest Mm -hmm. was like scary skinny too. Um, but he's done a great job. I I listened to him talk a couple interviews, Mm -hmm. um, talking about how he's put on like 15 pounds and the last year he's mm-hmm. still aiming to put on more he's getting stronger but like for somebody who's like 6 10 6 11 with his rebounding ability his size his vision mm-hmm. uh and his ability to dribble like kind of kind of a do-it-all kind of guy you know i i think as a uh i think as a power forward you know just a massive wing out there the potential that p word is off the well, charts and there's also one thing that i'm thinking about here yeah you mentioned it, the U, the U.S. players. Yeah. And looking at and of course, I'm going to list off a wide range just because of what this draft class is. Yeah. So basically you look at Walter, William, Shepard, uh, Castle, uh, Filipowski, um, Dillingham. And then I would like Klingon. That's where I would draw the line with the I'm looking at the Tangathon mock draft. All of those dudes, except for potentially Cody Williams, all of those guys have one thing in common, Dave. Do you know what that is? What's that? Cody. Cody's the only one who right now it's uh, it's it's 
it's on the bubble whether he'll be in this group or not, but all those teams are going to be in the tourney. Colorado's the only one right now. They're, according to Joe Lenardi, in the next four out, so they got to win some games coming up before we get to champ week, and then Viva Las Vegas make a run in the the Pac-12 tourney. How many guys are even going to, like, because of what this draft class is, if someone balls out in the tournament, yeah, who falls in love? Like, oh man! And you know, turning time that? is time for guards. Yeah, like that's and March three, is made guards, for guards and three point shooters, baby. Yep, <laughs> back court. So that's so you got somebody like Rob Dillingham who's mm-hmm. you know already convincing a lot of people that probably is worth a top five pick, top six pick. He could mm-hmm. go higher than that. Jacoby's been struggling. Um, mm-hmm. He's mm, way down my bar board, but. Um, He's still got potential just because he can still get hot from three. I don't know. There's there, there's definitely a lot of guys who could move around. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Cody is just a weird case of like, he's good when he plays. Colorado plays better maybe without him sometimes. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it. Um, and also now he's back with the mask um because he got hurt in practice, mm-hmm. messed with it up. So like when he is back to healthy, I don't know how long mm-hmm. the mask thing is. If it was a two week, um, how long they're going to keep that on for till yeah. he's comfortable. But he looked terrible against Arizona. So mm-hmm. I expect him to try to bounce back because that's not the lasting impression, you know, you want to leave on people. So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, Co- Cody and Rob are the two guys who could stay ahead of him in a lot of people's boards. But like, I 100% think like Modest, Ron Holland, and and Tyler Smith should be all considered top 10 picks uh, on people's boards, like or at least in the top 10 range. Let's put it that way, because we talk about modest being a massive uh, mm-hmm. like guy who is picking up, picking up that momentum uh, and starting to shoot better, starting to get more comfortable mm-hmm. and especially playing off ball from Gabe York. Now, like there's just Gabe York's a G League vet, like yeah. great job. Um, super interesting star. If you want to know more about him, series on Amazon, they did a showcase on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in that like he's probably too good for the G League, but teams in the NBA haven't quite given him a chance. He's been hurt every time he kind of starts building that momentum up. Ricky, late night, I can see you over there yawning. I am. You're, you're, dude, you're fighting it's, it. it. So here's the thing. I just got hit with a like wait. It happened the last five minutes. Yep. I'm like, dude, I feel fucking exhausted. Same thing happened yesterday. I was playing Pal World, and I'm just like, like Soapy and I are chilling there in a Discord call, and all of a sudden I'm like, I'm doing one of these. You're out cold. Yep. Yep. I didn't snore, but then I was like, you like wake up and you're like, did I snore? Did I say something? Mm. He didn't say anything. Do I play it off? Do I not play it off? What do I do? What do I do? But like, right, I'll refocus. I'll refocus on draft. Right, Sorry, right. I, just, I, I was, I was, lo- I was looking, and I was gonna say. Uh, how high would you have Tyler Smith? He's in my top 10. Tankathon has he, him at 20 to the Sixers. Yeah, well, Tankathon is uh, straight up stupid for that choice. Um, <laughs> how you can watch this man continue to thrive, being one of the most consistent three-point shooters. He's still got Isaiah Collier at 14, too. Yeah, that's, I mean, who knows? He could bounce back. He came back mm-hmm. from injury, you know, and has looked decent. Mm-hmm. decent. But Tyler Smith. Absolutely yeah. a stud from the outside. Great three-point shooter. Um, getting a little more comfortable taking it off the dribble um, as far or taking guys off the dribble now. But he doesn't have a handle yet for that. It's not like he's a massive threat to blow by guys. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's a movie he's going to work on as far yeah. as like 
Humphrey can did blow by. Like, but look, he's a, he's a really really polished shooter. He's a good enough defender. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand what I'm missing uh, on him and what other people are looking for because mm-hmm. you have an above average shooter from three. He's proven to hit high percentage shots uh, elsewhere on the floor. He is a decent shot blocker. He is a good enough defender. I don't like. 610 what mm-hmm. what are we missing here he is the he is the epitome of stretch four he's ever he takes every freaking box you want uh, I got ah, see what you did see what you did every freaking I box i might bleep it just for just because okay <laughs> no i won't but he get andy gets hot it's 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 not like he's a streaky shooter he just gets hot on top of yeah. being a good shooter so mm-hmm. it's one of those confusing things where i something's out there that like people just don't want to reevaluate you know where they put him initially because he was so much further down people's boards mm-hmm. um and there's some of that like people are resistant to change we have a large sample with tyler Smith. it's not like it's mm-hmm. new he played in the ote alongside rob dillingham guess mm-hmm. what the ote now back-to-back years bangers in the draft you know i get it that they're not playing in the ote this year mm-hmm. but they were graduates of the ote and now obviously tyler smith killing it for do, uh the chili ignite rob dillingham killing it in college do you think we'll see more more guys choose ote over g league like the, the here's i think the, it's, here, it's a graduation program i think the the yeah. the situation with uh the thompson twins mm-hmm. was different because yeah. they were like 20 playing against 14 year olds like True. that was that was I, some uh illegal competition i, I mean they, they were, it's not like everybody was 14 clearly i'm I, making a I'll say this. I saw this as an article and I wanted to ask your thought because Ron Holland falls into this. We talked about uh, other G league guys. So last year, the G league team won 11 games. Yep. This year they've won two games. It turns out not having a point guard matters. Do we get to a point though, if this team over time doesn't, improve or gets less competitive does the nba look at it and go something's got to be reevaluated here or do we really setting these guys up for success i think the the choice as far as who they're going to allow on the team will change Mm -hmm. um like obviously the the whole point of the g league was like they're like let's name grab top players in the draft and try to bring as much attention to them as possible. And they're kind of like um, the tour team of like, hey, they might not win yeah. a lot of games, but hey, Correct. these are the guys in the draft. That exhibition you matches. See. You get the yeah. exhibition matches. You get the like this year was uh, mm. Perth came over and played a couple games. Yeah. Last year, we got to see Wemby versus them. Uh, the year before, I think. Was so should they even Mega. count wins losses for them or should they just be oh, on no, the schedule anyway. and just hey, play? Hey, wins losses matter. Always matter. <laughs> But they're, but they're not eligible for like everything. So like that's mm-hmm. the whole point. But no, I think it's just poor, poor roster construction. Like next year, like you'll have Dink Pate with another year under his belt mm-hmm. as their point guard. Um, I think he's he's improving. Mm-hmm. And again, he's a 17 year old. Yeah, like he's not even able to come out in this draft class, but this is his, you know, two year process basically. So he got to learn a little bit with Scoot mm-hmm. and now he's going to, he's learning this year. I'm sorry, he's learning this year, and then next year he'll be like the second-year guy. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of nice things about it, but it's just poorly created as far as like roster makeup. Uh, Coaching-wise, it's hard to say because it all the content they're putting out looks very helpful. All the guys speak super highly of the vets uh, being mm-hmm. great mentors, um, looking to provide help, all these great questions, all this stuff. So it seems great. I think it's just they, they, they pooped the bed a little bit as far as not getting a point guard. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, whether it was a case of they should, it's almost like one of those are important. Huh? Yeah. I wonder, I wonder yep. what NBA team could use one of those. Yep. 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 So five years now. Well, us Even Spurs longer. now, but, um, there's several teams, but the point being, mm-hmm. yes, they, they, they should have gone ahead and paid for or overpaid for uh point guard. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't mm-hmm. think they re rework anything. I think the OT is great. I think they're just going to keep building on top of it. How but f- I do think. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'd rather get no. what you have to say. I do think the, the, the success stories are kind of a mixed bag. We talked about it a little bit last week, mm-hmm. but like, I truly think like Tyler Smith is being overlooked purely because his pre-draft position mm-hmm. uh, and coming from OTE. And I'm glad that him and Rob are succeeding so strongly that like mm-hmm. haters can't even like point back and be like, OTE is a joke because I think yeah. that that's also a helpful same thing. It's helpful to these young kids to play like this high level, intense, well having professionals around them, help build them in the right direction. I will say that, and I wasn't going to ask this. I'll pocket my question for a little bit. This popped to my mind because of what you just said is that's the one difference I've noticed between the NFL and the NBA NBA. It's like, Ooh, Ooh, I have, I've had you 20 since the beginning Hmm. Hmm. I can't move you up that high. Okay. 19. Whereas like the NFL draft, it's like, I'm thinking about right now. It's like everyone beginning of the season had JJ McCarthy for Michigan. Like, Oh, he could be the fifth best quarterback. Now it's like, Oh, there's an NFC team that could trade up and take him at two. It's like, wait, what? What, what? Like two number two pick now? Like I that that's a little different because like quarterbacks are quarterback, yeah. Like, but it's like there still is that difference of like, yeah. huh? In the NFL, teams are not afraid to say, "Oh, we were way too low on you. We're gonna move you right up." And I'm not, I shouldn't say teams. There are NBA teams yeah. that they are a lot better at ranking the guys than the draft yeah. experts are. Sometimes, absolutely. The Ron Holland question I was gonna ask is. With him sitting out, I know this is kind of a little bit of a speculation game. You're kind of like thinking about how well are the college kids going to do, the G League Ignite kids going to do. Yeah. Do you think, A, Ron Holland doesn't fall from where he's at, or B, he does fall, and if it is B, the second question onto it, how far will this have him fall? I think... I think he does fall a little bit, but in the short term, not like overall. Mm. I think like we're going to have a month basically where we see everybody else play and we're not going to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it does feel like, hey, we've seen what we need to see. Like mm-hmm. uh, guys in guys in the past years who have missed time, like Darius Garland, we were, we were joking around before and we we're like, who who's missed a bunch of time? It was mm-hmm. Wiseman, Darius Garland are two guys who only played a handful of games in college and then like basically like Two Can't different two different sides of the coin. Very. Too. Garland very, injury. Yeah, Wiseman yep. was not injury. Yeah, Wiseman was a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go further back and you go, okay, Michael Porter Jr. He got injured. He had the push to come back mm-hmm. to show, hey, I still am a good basketball player. He looked terrible yeah. when he came back. And obviously the medicals hurt him. Um, I mean, it was just, I mean, he, he just everything but still great player and that's one of those guys where like you said he's on people's boards Mm -hmm. as a top player you do you trust the process the guy who shot dog in college in his three (sighs) games like 
it is what it is. Gigi Jackson, someone who notoriously did not play well in college, but loved played Gigi full throttle. I did not. <laughs> That's uh, sarcasm, Dave. Him and him and uh, who, who's your other fave? Uh, didn't you like a kid from Indiana? No, you hate uh, a kid from this Indiana. year. This year, I hate a kid from Indiana. No, wasn't aware. it not T? Not not the dude on the Warriors. Not TSJ. No, not TSJ. I like. Him. I thought there was a kid from. Oh, Jalen Hutchifino. Yes, yes, that's it. Straight up, hate him. Yep. As a prospect, not as a person. Let me, let me clarify that. <laughs> just nothing but the best wishes him. for you, man. Straight up, hate him. <laughs> just just as a prospect, I, I did not like you. Um, but yeah, like there's there's a lot of guys who I like and don't like. But like mm-hmm. that's those things where. G.G. Jackson was a top prospect and he stepped up a year and he played terrible for the majority of the year. But mm-hmm. people had this idea in their head of like, hey, this guy's going to succeed. This guy can still yeah. succeed. And the gra- the grass, the Grizzlies are a team that are always pushing the forefront on drafting and they're always mm-hmm. credited for that. Not everything's a hit, but they they try things. And uh, because of all the injuries this year, we're getting to see a lot of G.G. Jackson mm-hmm. and you know, it's a mixed bag, to be honest, but it's probably the best spot for him as far as he's still getting a chance. Amoni Bates struggled college, came mm-hmm. up, played. Like, I, I just think that you can't, you know, one to one it. I forget how we went down this slide of, oh, dra- yeah, pre draft versus, you know, the expectations of what they will do in the NBA and where they go draft position wise. Mm-hmm. So, no, I don't think Holland, I don't think he's going to fall down to like 15. Mm-hmm. I think that. Holland is going to bounce Could he fall to between. 11, though? Could he, like, yeah. fall that far outside the top 10? Absolutely. Absolutely could. Um, I don't think he should, but I think he absolutely could because, like we mm-hmm. talked about, there's just so many guys who are going to have a chance to impress. And we mentioned the handful of college guys um, at the top of the boards, but then you have to look at, like, that next tier of guys who are in college still, but they're upperclassmen who could shine come tourney time. Mm-hmm. You know how much those upperclassmen kill it in tourneys, yeah. especially a team like Tennessee, Dalton Connect, being someone who is a um, just a bucket. The kid's a bucket out there. So mm-hmm. like, if he comes up big for Tennessee and looks a little serviceable on the defensive end, he's going to go flying up the board even higher. Like, There's just a handful of those guys who have that mm-hmm. ability and opportunity. And then you've got the playoffs going on for EuroLeague. Same thing. You're going to have big games for Risa Shea. You're going to have big games for mm-hmm. hopefully Topic comes back. Like mm-hmm. that's there's a couple ifs there, but there's there's opportunities for a lot of these guys. So by him mm-hmm. going, hey, assuming the hand is not an actual injury, it's just we're done for the year kind of mm-hmm. thing. Catch you at the combine. Um, I just don't love it. I don't love it. I don't love the look of it. I'd rather he keep playing, keep trying to get better. And, you know, try to get some different looks out there with another guy drawing the defense's attention without him trying to play hero ball so much because he felt he needed to. Like, it's one of those things where the more looks, the better, in my opinion. Maybe mm-hmm. because I want to scout, you know, like yeah. more data, better data. You know, that's I, you're going to get more accurate results. I just, I don't know. To me, it doesn't like what you just said. It doesn't sit right. Yeah. Mainly because of the point I made where it's like, mainly are you do- are you dodging playing on a bad team is it, is it like the well you know what i'm not gonna do- i showed you enough i'm not gonna do this yeah. if we're gonna keep losing which to me shows the art do you He's have the ca- do you have the character to play through it even if we are bad which guess what we're probably gonna be bad because of who yeah. you're getting drafted to unless he gets like i'll be completely honest it it could be something where like 
No, 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 not even the Grizzlies. If he goes outside the top 10 and goes to, like, the Thunder or the Hawks, even, it's like, okay, oh, great. there's That's great. winning-ish teams. I say ish because, you know, the Hawks are still battling That's a play-in fun. spot. And, like, right. But he's a great fit there. Like, that's the mm-hmm. thing. Do you want... I, I, I'll i have to look it up later uh, when we get a bit more into it, but, like, mm-hmm. as far as an athletic wing who can play defense, who can attack the rim, yeah. um, he's he's an excellent, excellent prospect. And mm-hmm. he's got... His shot's not 100% broken, but it's not mm-hmm. good either. So, like, you yeah. can work on him for pieces. He can do a lot of things really well. And I think that a lot of teams are probably going to overlook that and point it like, hey... The guy can't shoot from three. Like mm-hmm. he can't, you know, whatever his shot selections are like the man had like a full buffet in front of him, just a full smorgasbord. <laughs> and it was just like, just do what you want, man. Just a full, whatever, a full whatever you want. Smorgasbord. Seriously though, that's, that, that's kind of like how it was treated mm-hmm. in the G league. So I, I'm really interested to see him play on an organized team and mm-hmm. do that. I mean, it's just, it's going to hit different. Any final thoughts on this? Uh, I think that Holland, is going to slide a little bit on boards because of this. Um, we'll have to see how mm. much of the uh, combine he participates in. I was, that was going to be my next question. How, part of it. how much of it do you think he participates? Could we see like a, hey, I'm doing measurements, I'm answering questions, but I ain't doing the five on five or anything like that. Yeah, I know they are requiring people to show up now at least. Mm. Uh, I don't know how much of a participant you have to be though. So that'll be interesting to see at least measurements i know that mm. from the top of my head because there are a lot of people who are like who's hiding from this yeah. um but i think he, you know that that stuff will do fine on so i think it's just more so like answering the question of why'd you shut down are mm-hmm. you afraid of something what have you done in the meantime if you can show up and you remember dylan mitchell from last year yep who had not taken like a three in college hadn't mm-hmm. taken a three since whatever year in high school like but he came in and he was shooting threes during you know the the spot up drills and was able to sink shots um, it could be like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest, Dylan Mitchell back in college, still not shooting threes. Mm-hmm. So still, we don't know, but the idea of progression was there and that's and, all you can ask for. And I will say this, if he is not hurt, I hope that shut it down. Doesn't mean I'm not going to do anything. I hope shut it down means, Hey, I'm not playing with you guys, but I'm working in the he's gym. Still, he's still working out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's I'm, still with the team. Sometimes you got to you got to iterate that because sometimes it's like shut it down really means shut it down. And then they come in and it's like, huh, you don't really look you you, you looking you look a little Grant Williams over here. You know what I'm saying? Oh, get out of here. <laughs> You're not being sent home like P.J. Washington. So, so, by the way, last thing I'll leave off with, Jake hit this hit me up with this because uh, he saw it on Twitter. You know what someone said about the Grant Williams stuff that went down? The whole, like, yapping and, like, showed up out of shape? Jake said, best reply he saw is, like, lesson in life. You can either, you you can be annoying, you can be fat. You can be one, but you can't be both. (laughs) Got me thinking. How, how, How many fat guys do you know? And I'm asking you guys, the viewers out there, too. How many fat guys do you know? That people mm-hmm. like who's annoying. Usually the ones people like, you got to have that humor. Hey, I'm fat, so I got I to gotta rely on my humor to make people laugh. Got to make people happy. Table, exactly. Exactly. You can't be. But how many people who are annoying and it's like, well, he's a good looking guy. Like, all right. Like, he's 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 not the worst. Like, you overlook it because. 
There's a redeeming quality. There's a reason <laughs> Zion Williamson's still on the, the Pelicans. <laughs> There's a reason Zion Williamson's still on the Pelicans. He's very, very good at basketball. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're gonna you're gonna tolerate the weight issues until mm-hmm. you can't. And he's because... probably not an annoying person in the locker room to where it's like, well, this guy shut up. Daniel great. Love Zion. But meanwhile, you got other guys. Uh, um, who, who else was a fat NBA? Who else well, was a fat well, NBA player? That's what I got. Yeah. Uh, Formerly Snack Randolph uh, <laughs> from the Grizzlies, now over with the 76ers. Uh-huh. Um, and he is, he, he basically could have been getting like 25 minutes a night for uh-huh. this wounded Grizzlies squad, but instead he's still fighting for minutes on the wounded Sixers squad. Yeah. Uh, it's just, he showed up, I think 30, they said 30 pounds, 40 pounds overweight. Uh-huh. And it's just like, why? <laughs> why? You, you are a professional basketball player again. Paid so much money. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is be in shape. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. So, you had, like, you had one job. Well, you have two jobs, but really yeah. one job. Yeah. Oh, but that is going to do it for the draft room today. As always, let us know what you guys think down below. Remember, Discord link down below, Patreon link down below, BetUS link down below, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I believe those are in the description if not you can go to mvp most available podcast.com and it's there as well comment down below hit that like button that sub button dave yep thank you for a great podcast you had thank a lot you. of insight today a lot of insight dude like i will apologize to anyone on the youtube like it was one of those things i'll just say this have you ever been you're like not tired like the mm-hmm. eyes didn't feel like they were closing, but Dave, I was, lo- I was looking at you and I'm sitting there and it's like, my eyes are open. I can see you, but the lenses in my eyes are like fading to where it's like yep. blink, blink. I can't see a face anymore. I'd look at my computer screen. I'd be like, wait, wait, what? I can't read a name anymore. I have my glasses on Dave. Why can't I read this name? Oh. Get the blood flowing. Dude, maybe I needed to. Maybe I needed to. But uh, yeah, that's gonna do it for. Uh, maybe it was just Ron Holland putting me to sleep. Maybe it's that. I mean, maybe the G League might not boring. excite you. <laughs> did the G League is Ethan Amon? Like we didn't mention Ethan Amon. I'll be completely honest. The G League Ignite probably does not excite me. <laughs> uh, it's good games. It's entertaining games. A, t- a two-win team does not excite. I like good basketball, Dave. That's why. That's why the Bulls infuriate me right now. Yep, I understand. Uh, the, the the trash bag came out for a little bit before he put it put it away if you know what I meant I do yeah he was I a do. trash bag for I think it was against the Hawks a little bit of a trash wasn't full trash can mode yeah he was he was just just fluffing that bag bu- he was fluffing that bag you know when you take it out and you go That's right. I would assume he hates the Atlanta Hawks was balling dude <laughs> he is born to hate the Atlanta Hawks and we just love him for it. I'm just happy Donovan Mitchell did what I needed him to yesterday, Dave. There's one thing. There's there's three things you can count on, Dave. And you know what those are? Ricky gambling. Nope, nope, not that. Uh, death, taxes, and Donovan Mitchell getting 30 points against the Bulls. Oh, that's true. That's yeah, he you, does. Can, you, you can count on it. Like, I was worried for a little bit, but but he got his over 28 and a half, which uh, 30 was yeah. the thing I was thinking he would hit, and that's what he hit. But, uh, yeah, thanks for... Thanks for everything you guys do. You're great. You're great people. This is a Sean Anderson-esque close for you. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Bye. What are you, Sophie now? (laughs) (laughs)
What are you, Sophie? You ruined Sean Anderson, so yeah. I called the 